Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that brings you deep dive interviews with the motorcycle industry insiders and racers that make the sport move. I'm host Dale Spangler, and this week my guest is Joy Burgess, Director of Marketing and Communications for the American Motorcyclist Association. This episode is brought to you by Moto America. See the fastest racing on two wheels. It's Moto America Superbikes at Pittsburgh, August 18th through the 20th with six classes, including Superbikes, Supersport, Twins Cup, Junior Cup, Mini Cup, and the Women's Build Train Race Series. It's fun for the entire family with kids under 12 free and available VIP camping packages for the ultimate fan experience. It's Moto America Superbikes at Pittsburgh, August 18th through the 20th. Reserve your tickets and camping spot today at MotoAmerica.com. Let's get started. I'd like to welcome Joy Burgess to Pit Pass Moto. Joy, thank you so much for coming on today to share some of your uh, stories about your career in power sports. So how are you today and uh, what's new with you? Well, I'm doing great. And first of all, thank you so much, Dale, for having me. I'm excited to be here today and chat with you. What's new? Well, I'm just coming out of our vintage motorcycle days. So that was pretty crazy and a ton of fun. And um yeah, I'm ready to do some more work and after I recovered from that. Yeah, I think I saw when we were kind of lining up this interview a few weeks back, you mentioned moving recently. So I take it you must have been living somewhere else and then you moved across the country to be in, uh, I guess, mid-Ohio area? Yes, I lived in Florida before. I've worked for the AMA for the past two and a half years, but I did it remotely from Florida. And then with the recent change in my job, they requested that I move here. So I moved from Florida to Ohio, went straight to Vintage Motorcycle Days, came home, unloaded the last of my stuff, and here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like power sports, right? Like you're always doing something, moving. There's lots of action, you know, events going on, magazines being published. But to kind of back up, though, let's let's start from the beginning with you. And uh, how did you get your start in power sports? And um, when did you start riding motorcycles? So I have a very different story than most people. I love hearing the stories of the people who started when they were three or five or seven. And I wish I would have started riding then. But I actually didn't get my start until later in life. Um, in 2015, my husband passed away. As anybody can guess, that was probably one of the most devastating moments of my life. And I found myself in a really tough spot. And that was the moment when a friend of mine introduced me to motorcycling. I read a book about Malcolm Smith and in it, I read about the movie on any Sunday. And I was, I was like, okay, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> so I asked somebody about it and they were, they were floored. And they're like, go watch the movie right away, which I did. And when I watched that movie and I saw people on motorcycles, I just, something inside of me knew that I needed to experience that type of freedom. 
I needed to feel what those people were feeling that made them so happy. And I got a bike. I learned how to ride it myself with no help, which always floors people. I just, I got on it and I went and in that darkest moment of my life, it was like I could ride and just get away from everything that I was going through in my life. It gave me that freedom and I could leave the darkness behind. And I fell in love with it at that point. And at that point, I was running my own business. I was an editor and writer, and I had been working in the medical field for a long time. And I decided at that point, I am in love with motorcycles and I need to have a job that does it. So that's my getting started story. That's really cool because, I mean, I just feel like the first time people experience, you know, like I like to call it throttle therapy, you know, because I really feel like it's just one of those things that's so freeing of the mind because you can only do one thing when you're on the motorcycle and that's focus on riding. And so it just makes everything kind of just melt away and it just makes you feel better. So it sounds like that was your experience as well. Totally. I mean, I could just get away from everything that was going on. It was amazing for me. Now, I did see where, you know, you went to school, the three different colleges, I think I saw with the science pre-med focus. Did you want to be a doctor or something? Because you mentioned already that you've been (laughs) in, like you were in this medical field for quite a while. Like, I think I counted like almost 20 years or maybe over 20 years that you did medical writing. So I I did start going to school to be a doctor and um, I was in the pre-med program and I was in a special advanced placement program where from the time I was a freshman in college, I was able to start working in this program and begin working with patients very early. Through this program, I started working in Norfolk General Emergency Room and Trauma Center and was exposed to um, anything you can ever think of as far as trauma-wise. And so I spent several years as I was studying, working with patients and had a lot of work experience. My life sort of took a different turn a couple years later. And with all my medical experience, I continued working in the medical field. And then I had an event in my life where I got very sick and I had to figure out, okay, I can't stand not doing things. So I took all the medical experience and education that I had and I turned it into my own business and worked with doctors and hospitals and a lot of like pharmaceutical companies and people like that to turn that into something that was good at, you know, I did, I did writing for them. And I, I just took that and did my own business. And I was at that for probably at least 15 years. So I I took some bad things and took the experience I had and turned it into something different. I love that because I have a degree in English myself. Things like technical writing, like medical writing are so specific You know, and it's very similar to power sports in that. Like, it's a very specific language. So I would assume, like, with your medical writing, was it sometimes just breaking through the sort of industry lingo and breaking it down so it's a little more understandable for the average person? There was some of that, definitely, where I was writing directly to patients and trying to take very technical information and present it to people so they could understand it. There were other times when I was writing specifically for other medical professionals, and of course, that takes an entirely different set of skills. But I did both, and I, I really enjoyed it, and I did it for a long time. Well, it's nice that, you know, like you have that to fall back on now that you're into power sports. So it looks like your first position that you ended up landing when you when you sort of, you know, focus your attention on power sports was with EPG Media, which is the owners of, uh, I think, Rider Magazine and Thunder Press. So how did you transition from that into writing about motorcycles? Obviously, you had the writing background, but I mean, that had to be just a fun new challenge for you. So I, I think one of the big things for me was I didn't ever let anybody tell me no. (laughs) And I just decided that I love this so much. And, you know, I'm already a writer. I've done this for a really long time. I can do this. 
I knew some people who worked in the industry and I first started doing it on a freelance basis where um, I just wrote a story and I sent it into an editor who I knew and said, hey, if it's trash, you know, send it back to me. You're not going to hurt my feelings. And um, it got published and I did some work on the side for a while. And then I did um, end up working for Thunder Press Magazine, who the editor at the time was Mitch Bame. After that, I continued to work on Thunder Press and eventually became the editor of Woman Writer. And then um, I came to the AMA two and a half plus years ago as the managing editor of American Motorcyclist, again, working under Mitch Bame. Yeah, great guy. You know, I was going to I was gonna say, like, that was one of the, my notes I had in here is like, you get to work with the famous Mitch Bame. <laughs> <laughs> No, super great guy. Another, another like fellow Ohioan, you know, since I grew up in Ohio too. So him and I always kid about that when we see each other. But yeah, you did some, like your role at EPG that, you know, as the editor of Woman Rider, like I saw some of the pieces you wrote and I love those kind of deep dive, you know, get to know people and tell their story. And that seems like you were able to really do that with Thunder Press. I've had a great time. I love telling stories. I got to do that there. I've had the chance to do that here at American Motorcyclist with the AMA. And then um, I sort of took a different turn when I recently became the director of marketing and communications. But despite that new position, I continue to write stories and help out with the magazine, just mainly because I can't let it alone because I love storytelling way too much. I personally feel that marketing and editorial go hand in hand and they should go hand in hand. So Mitch and I continue to work together to take, you know, the magazine and also use it marketing wise. So it's a fun new direction, but still gives me that dose of storytelling that I sort of have to have. It's addictive. What are some of the objectives that you've kind of been tasked with with that new role? Well, with the new role, um, there's actually more than marketing communications that falls under my department. Imagine that. <laughs> Every job, I swear. <laughs> I have marketing. I have communications. We have events in our department. And I also, the sales team also reports to me as well. So I, I feel like all of those things work together hand in hand. So it's a really strong and tight knit group of people. And so it's a lot going on definitely in my department, but I'm loving it because that's the type of person I am. I just... I love just jumping in there and doing all kinds of different things. Yeah. So one of the, like I wrote down this quote that I thought kind of sums up what the AMA does and even the magazine, you know, motorcyclists, what it does. It says, our job will be simple to tell more motorcyclists about the AMA and to tell more non-riders about motorcycling. And I just thought, man, that just really sums up in a way what the AMA is really there for is to advocate for motorcyclists, but also kind of help build it up, bring more people to the sport. You know, would you say that's probably you know, one of the you know main priorities? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, we definitely want to tell more motorcyclists what we're doing. And the fight that we're, you know, we're always involved in for motorcyclist rights is, is a huge thing. And we want more people to know about that and all the cool things that we have to offer. But, you know, this is a really important time, I think, in motorcycling where we need to tell more people about it. There's so many people who, who haven't had the chance to have that joy and freedom that I've had. And I always feel like I have to tell everybody just personally about motorcycling because it made such a huge difference in my life. I often say that motorcycling saved me in so many ways. So I feel like this marketing spot is a really great spot for me because I'm so passionate about sharing it with people who don't ride or, or maybe people who, who gave up on it and just tried it once or twice and to try to get them back into it. It's a life-changing thing, and I love getting the chance to share it at this level. 
Well, I love what you said earlier about how you sent that article to Thunderpress and said, hey, here, here's an article. Like, if, it's, if it's good, feel free to use it or whatever. But I feel like that's something I run into a lot is like people ask me how to get into the industry. And one of those things is just taking a chance like that and just, you know, going for it. Send an article you wrote to someone and you have really nothing to lose. Would you say that's kind of something that you would uh, tell others? I would. And I, I've told people that before and I've helped other people get involved in the industry. Um, people be, he, often hear my story and they think, oh, well, maybe I could do that too. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily work out for every single person, but for people who are persistent and willing to put in the work, I've seen some of them be successful. And just for people, you know, who aren't interested in writing for American Motorcyclist, we have a submissions email address where anybody can send a submission. It's not a guarantee. It has to go by the editors. It has to be right for our audience. But, you know, we have open submissions where people can just send things in as well. If you have a story to tell, take a chance. You never know where it might take you. Before you finish today's episode, first we have a word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you mentioned earlier, like you said, you just came back from like the AMA Vintage Days. What are some of the other events that the AMA is involved with? Well, I, I feel like I have to just go back and touch on Vintage Motorcycle Days for a moment. That's the biggest event that we do every year. We do it ourselves, which a lot of people I think don't realize. Our staff puts that on. We work with the people at Mid-Ohio, of course, but everybody on our staff works Vintage Motorcycle Days and thousands and thousands of people come. And until you've had the experience of, you know, riding around with, you know, maybe 30,000 other motorcycles on a 300 plus acre place, you haven't experienced, I don't think you've experienced motorcycling to its fullest. It's the most amazing thing and you can't describe it until you actually go and see it for yourself. It's incredible. Yeah. There's something about being in a group of people too, surrounded by fellow motorcyclists. It's just kind of infectious too. I was recently at the Harley Davidson 120th anniversary celebration in Milwaukee a couple of weeks back. And I just really felt like I became a part of that culture just by being around these thousands of other people that were so enthusiastic about it. And I would assume that's probably the same way at the vintage days. And so it just sounds like such a cool event. It's got something for everyone. And I think my favorite experience from Vintage Motorcycle Days was a couple years ago when I went for the first time. And I have a son who happens to have some disabilities. So I was in a golf cart with him at the time and not on a bike. But this little girl in pigtails went ripping by me on a 50 and left me in the dust. And I, I just sat there and looked at her and thought, this is exactly what I want to see. I mean, that's like what more can you ask for than seeing kids ripping around at five or six years old and just falling in love with this? That's one of the amazing things that I love about it. Another big event that we have coming up here in September actually is our Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We have a really cool class of people coming in this year, including um, Travis Pastrana and Ryan Dungey, two big names on that list. This year, we actually have taken it up a notch and we're doing an entire Hall of Fame days. 
So it'll be a multi-day event where we have a sanctioned ADV ride, and then we go into member and commission meetings. Um, we're going to have the induction ceremony, and then the next day we'll actually have an open house at the museum. We're having a, a bike night with a bike show. There's probably going to be some racing on campus. So there's a lot of stuff going on for that. It's sort of like a mini VMD on campus, so that's exciting too. You've also spoken at the uh, or attended the like the women's summit, haven't you? Like there's been some women's motorcycling organization meetings here and there the last couple of years. I was a part of Elisa Clickinger's um, women's thing. I have been a part of that a couple of times. I had the privilege of, of speaking. I've been involved with um, I don't know if you're familiar with Kelly Yazdi. Oh, yeah. Yep. I've been involved in her conferences that she's done. So I've done several um, of those events over the past couple of years and definitely had a lot of fun doing those. In your time in the industry, it seems like you've done a lot already. Just when I saw like how many stories you've written and you've, you know, the stories you've done for the AMA. I mean, what, what are a few projects that, um, that kind of stand out to you that, that you're most proud of? Wow. <laughs> That, that's super hard. <laughs> Sorry. All of them. They're like all, all my, I think that everybody that I work with on a story, I always tell them that they become like my family. So I just adopt people as I go along. So there are so many stories that I am super proud of. Um, I think probably the, one of the most cool ones that I've ha had the chance to do is I've done actually a couple stories with the women's trophy ISDE team. They won back in 2021, and I did a story with them then. And then they didn't win last year. And I did a story with them again, which I think that might be one of my biggest accomplishments just from a difficulty standpoint is I took a loss of the ISDE women's team after their astounding victory in 2021. And I compared it to the win of the men's motocross and nation team. And I called it agony and ecstasy. And to take two different types of racing and then marry them together into this story of endurance and perseverance and disappointment and then elation and excitement. And to weave all those things together is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done, especially since there were so many people involved as well in, in the two different teams. But it's probably one of my favorite stories, just walking away, because I know the pain that went into it. It was very difficult, but I felt like it was such an amazing look at racing, because I think anybody who's ever raced, whether it was just, you know, a weekend warrior or a pro, knows that if you race for any amount of time, you're going to deal with both the agony and ecstasy of it. That's just the way it is. And that's a story that just became one of my favorites because of what it took to make it happen. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, if it's a matter of when with motorcyclists, unfortunately, that's, that's one aspect of it, but that's part of, you know, part of the allure is, you know, that you're riding that edge sometimes. But to kind of back up, I love what you said about like, when you write a story, like these people kind of become like your family in a way. And I hadn't really thought about that, but I love that statement because in order to tell someone's story, you really have to get to know them to the point where they can relax and kind of let their guard down and, and, and let you in, I guess. Um, have you found that to be the case? Absolutely. I feel like you can't do a story justice unless you can get to that point. Yep. Um, I've had more than one person cry in an interview. And I love connecting with people on that level where I just always want to dig in with people to where I get to the real. I don't want to see that layer that they're showing to everybody else. I want to dig until I find that layer that nobody's seen yet. 
just to tell you a story about another story that I love so much is I had the chance to write a story for the AMA about David Aldana. I'm sure probably everybody knows who he is from, you know, his on any Sunday fame. Yep. It's a sort of embarrassing to me because he was actually our grand marshal at the 2021 Vintage Motorcycle Days. And I was riding and managed to dump myself basically right at his feet, (laughs) very embarrassingly. Um, I dumped a bike right in front of him. And um, I had never dumped a bike before at that point. And he, he just comes over and he's the nicest guy and he helps me pick up the bike and he pats me on the shoulder and he says, don't worry. He says, I was short too and I did okay. <laughs> and that ended up being the lead to my story with him is telling that story because, you know, here is to me one of, one of the greatest guys out there in motorcycling. He's still racing at, you know, nearly 80 years old and he's telling me, don't worry, it's okay if you're short. I did okay, and that was probably the biggest understatement ever, but <laughs> he and I connected, and he he was actually at VMD here a couple of weeks ago, and he came up to me and just sort of nudged my arm and says, do you remember that time when you fell down in front of me? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I was hoping you forgot that, but it led to a relationship where I was able to just dig into the real person that David was and to write a story that I don't think anybody else has ever written because he shared so much of his life and his feelings with me. And I always like to know how people feel about things and dig beyond what's known about them. So that's always important to me. I love that. That's the gold in my mind too. Like it's hard to get to that point because people are pretty guarded. I think when you're able to tell the story in the right way, you know, like they're, they're able to trust in it in the process, but I wanted, I'm curious to know though, like with your time working for the AMA, like a, an organization that does good things for the motorcycle industry in general, you know, what does it mean for you, you know, working for the AMA that does so much to promote and protect motorcycling? You know, what does that mean to you? It means a lot to me. And when I was interviewed for the position, when I first came to the AMA, they asked me, why do you want to work here? And my answer was, and I still remember it and sometimes bring it up, is I want to work here because I want to give back to the community what the community has given to me. And I felt like, you know, with everything that I went through, losing my husband and finding motorcycling and being completely wrapped up in the arms of this industry and these amazing people who just, you know, loved me and loved my son, I felt like I owed the industry something back because it had given so much to me. And that's why I love working at the AMA. I get a chance to pay it back what's been given to me and pass that on. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like the AMA just kind of represents to me like inclusiveness. We're all motorcyclists. I love that aspect about the AMA. I feel like it's, it is about just building up the, the sport as, as best as possible and, and bringing more people to you know, the joys of motorcycling. So if you weren't doing what you're doing with you know, riding for the dirt bike industry, is there something else that you're passionate about that would fill that two-wheel void now? <laughs> That's a really difficult question because I love it so much that I would find it extremely hard to walk away now. Um, And I I wouldn't want to walk away back to the medical field because I'm so passionate and I love what I'm doing so much. Um, I've had other opportunities pop up uh, along the way in the last few years in other industries, but none of them lit my soul on fire. And I guess I'm the type of person who I I want to do something that just absolutely lights me up. And that's why I'm here. And I don't see myself changing that trajectory anytime soon. That's awesome. There was something I saw on one of your social posts that says, 
living the the quote go big lifestyle means go big loving people, go big being kind, go big helping people every chance you get. I just love this outlook and attitude because I feel like that fits so well with like what you're doing at the AMA, your job writing, sharing people's stories. Yeah, where did that come from? I just I think it was just a really an admirable statement. Well, I I think that from the point in time that I decided I wanted to work in this industry and had absolutely zero prospects because, you know, really, let's be real, who was going to hire the girl who was in the medical field for years? It didn't look likely. But, you know, once again, like I said before, I didn't let anybody tell me no. And I just decided in my life, you know, I'm just going to go for it. You know, if we're going to go, we're going to go big. Let's let's dive into it. Let's make a whole career change and do something totally different from what I'm doing. And I feel like in every area of my life, you know, there is no do it halfway. I think my dad growing up always would tell me, you know, there's no sense in doing it if you're not going to do it all out, you know, never do a job halfway. I heard that all my life. And I think that's just how I live my life. I don't want to do it halfway. I just want to give everything, you know, whether it comes to, you know, loving the people in my life or treating people with kindness or being all in with a job. I'm just, I'm going to be all in. That's how I live my life. I especially learned that I think after losing my husband and realizing how, how short life is, I just want to give it my all and just you know, go big with everything. Absolutely. Well, one of those things that I noticed is very special to you in your life uh, um, is your adopted son, Ty. And it seems like he loves motorcycles from what I've seen. He just absolutely is just all in, isn't he? <laughs> he absolutely is. Um, he is living his best life. Just to expound on that, he is actually my husband's son. He's not my son by birth. I always just say he's my son, though, because he's the son of my heart. And um, it's just been the two of us since 2015. And when I jumped into motorcycling, he jumped into it with me. And I think he owns more gear and helmets than I do at this point. <laughs> and um, he he just loves it. I mean, he actually he actually goes to work with me a lot. He loves being at the AMA. Everybody's treated him so wonderfully. And that was something I also found about the motorcycle community is that People were so open and great with my son. You know, I found acceptance for not only myself, but acceptance for him. And he's been treated so wonderfully. It's amazing that he has fallen in love with this along with me. And I'm so happy about it. Yeah, I love it. What a great story. Well, one more question here. And uh, so is there any other advice you would give someone out there who's aspiring to, to work in the industry like you have, you know, like how you've been able to break in and really make a mark in this industry and be, like you said, accepted and taken in and, and uh, people appreciate what you're doing? You can't do it halfway. It, you can't put one foot in and one foot out. If you want to do it, you have to give it everything you've got. And you really have to love it. If you don't love it, you don't belong here. I mean, if you're just jumping into it because you think it might be cool, it, you know, maybe it's not for you. But if you absolutely have to have it, then please go after it. You know, life is too short to to wonder what if. And don't ever wonder what if in your life. If you want to do something like this, go for it. Well, that's some great advice and uh, just really appreciate what you're doing for the industry, Joy, and uh, all the, the great work you're doing, just kind of shining a light on, you know, incredible people in the sport, in the industry, and uh, I guess you could say giving back. So thanks so much for that. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners out there before we close this episode out? Well, um, I absolutely can't let this go without saying if you don't know what the AMA is all about. Please learn about it, AmericanMotorcyclist.com. You can visit the website and learn more. 
we'd love to welcome more motorcyclists to this. And um, I feel like this is a spot where, where riders belong, where everybody has a chance to belong. And we'd love to have you on board. And you know, anybody's welcome to you know reach out to me as well if they have any questions about the AMA or just how they can get started. I'm happy to be a resource for other people. And don't forget about that submission place. You said there's a place where you can actually submit your own stories, right? There is. Just for anybody who, who wants the direct email address, it's submissions at ama-cycle.org. Well, there you go, people. Submit your stories to the AMA. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Thank you so much, Joy. Appreciate you coming on and telling some of your story and how you got into the industry. It's a great story. Keep up the great work. And thanks so much for your time today. If you enjoyed this episode, follow Pit Pass Moto on your favorite podcast listening app so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate or review our show. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media or visit pitpassmotorsports.com where you can listen to the past episodes and check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog powered by Podium Life, featuring articles and industry news focused exclusively on two-wheel and four-wheel motorsports. Head to pitpassmotorsports.com to check it out. I'm Dale Spangler. I hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Pit Pass Moto. Thanks for listening. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast.